Greetings, everyone. I'm Paula Bach, author of Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child, and today it is December 17th, 2023. We're almost through with this year. We are in a country which is struggling, to say the least, a time where the sun appears less and less, and a holiday season which can make the best of us just a little crazy. Could you find solace in angels? Could I find solace in angels? I believe so. They are God's gift and promise we should have no fear. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Today's podcast entitled Angels Among Us. Here is a quote from Mother Teresa. Never travel faster than your guardian angel. I've placed a picture of this angel on the podcast, and I would encourage the listener to take a look at it. The bent, copper-like angel takes her place every December on the most prominent limb of my tree. Her wings seem a little worse for the wear. She has no face, just a circle replica. Small pinholes have been punched out around the perimeter. On first glance, this angel's lifespan should have been one December in the 1980s. Instead, she adorns my tree every year. As I unwrap the ornaments, I wait in anticipation for her arrival. This is my special angel who turns 40 this year. She is so delicate that I must carefully take away the tissue paper. And then I weep because I remember the beautiful child who brought her to me. Angels have always been a part of my life. I've never seen one, but, but my faith tells me they are near. I've sensed their presence and through moments of clarity, understood how they protected me from harm. One such example took place when I was a child. My mother and I were walking late at night to our family's rental cabin in Estes Park, Colorado. In the summer, decades ago, walking in the dark did not seem dangerous. It was a different time. But was it? On our way up the steep hill to our cabin, a car with two inebriated men pulled up next to us. With slurred speech, they asked for a certain street. My mother instantly sensed the danger. So she told the men very calmly that the street was on the other side of the hill. The men took off and so did we. As my mother yelled, run, we both clambered up the steep incline. Out of breath, we paused only to see the weaving car coming back around the hill. I believe an angel whispered to my mother that we needed to pretend to unlock the door of the nearest house. So we did. My mother appeared to fumble with the fabricated keys. Under her breath, she warned me not to look at the men. She refused to engage with the shouts coming from the car. They tried to bait us into a conversation, but my mom was having none of it. After a couple of minutes, the men actually got tired of watching us struggle with the supposed keys and drove off. Once again, my mother yelled, run, 
Only this time, she said, if the car came back, we would need to hide behind bushes as our cabin was still a few blocks away. We started up again, but seeing the lights of the erratic car coming from below our position, we ducked down behind the dense shrubbery and waited. The car slowed down by the house they presumed we went into and then drove off. Once again, we were on the run to our cabin and finally made it safely. Packing up the next morning to leave our cabin for home, the first order of business was to stop by the house we pretended to enter. After all, my mother and I put this home in a precarious position. Tentatively knocking at the door, my mother hoped the house was vacant. An older woman peeked around the security chain door. We explained the events from the previous night, including the pretension of opening this lady's front door. The woman let out an ex expletive as she shared the rest of her story as it related to ours. Later that night, the men did come back. They parked in the driveway and banged on the door. They would not give up. At one point, they tried to actually break the door down. Having no phone installed, the woman's sizable maid grabbed a hatchet and greeted the men at the door. They quickly left the scene. Wow, my mother apologized profusely. We were both so thankful for the miracle results as neither the occupants of the house nor my mother and I came to harm. Even as a child, I knew in my heart God sent one of his agents to whisper the idea of an escape to my mother. Now as an adult, I realize having a childlike faith is the solution when I doubt those things unknown and unseen. <laughs> and yes, we almost traveled faster than our guardian angel. Angels are real. But in case your faith is a little frail this time of year, Google alone offers pages, pages of authentic angel encounters. Many years ago, I read Billy Graham's book entitled Angels. This is the description from Amazon, and I quote, In Angels, Dr. Billy Graham will lift the veil between the visible and the invisible world to give you an eye-opening account of these behind-the-scenes spiritual agents. Angels are real. They are not the product of your imagination. And here's a direct quote from Billy Graham. If we had open spiritual eyes, we would not only see a world filled with evil spirits and powers, but also powerful angels with drawn swords set for our defense." Unquote. I experienced another fascinating encounter with a spiritual being. It is said that children and animals possess the gift to sense the presence of angels and in some cases actually see them. I was staying in a hotel with my three-year-old granddaughter. I accidentally left the light on in the bedroom. I picked my granddaughter up in my arms and turned to shut off the light. This little toddler looked at the mirror by the light and said, Angel, please turn off the light. Not only do I believe in angels, I am sure they are among us. 
So why the emotional attachment to my fragile angel ornament? I was the director of a children's choir at our church some 40 years ago. As we were rehearsing for the Christmas program, one of my singers shyly walked toward me holding a carefully wrapped gift. This was no ordinary child. She suffered from a syndrome which cruelly disfigured her face. Over the previous weeks, as I got acquainted with this little girl, her disfigurement struck a chord of sadness in me. But this time was different. As she looked up at me, I did not see her face different from any other child's. Her smile lit up the room and her eyes sparkled as she handed me the gift wrapped in tissue paper. A truly exquisite, handmade, copper-like angel, the very one which currently resides on my tree. Little did I realize this angel would appear on my tree for decades to come. Even now as I share this story, my throat is knotted and my eyes moist. Years later, I discovered this precious child's life was shortened by the disease. I take solace. She is singing in her very own angelic choir. And who could forget the words of the famous movie, It's a Wonderful Life? And I quote from Zuzu. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Of course, it was a teacher who imparted the angel information. Having retired from decades of teaching, I am proud the script gave due to teachers. And if you look on the podcast, I've also put a picture up of an angel that adorns my wall with the caption, Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. As you set sail for the upcoming holidays, be aware of your ethereal angels. But more importantly, look for the angel presence in the people you take for granted. Fast food workers, retail store employees, the custodian, the people who protect you. And if a child presents you with a sweet handmade gift, hold that gift fast to your soul and cherish it for a lifetime. Here is the challenge for 2024. At the end of the day, are you able to look into that mirror and find the angel presence in the person staring back at you? You may be carrying a burden so large that it literally literally takes your breath away. I've been there. I know how that feels. Perhaps the very existence of God appears in your constant thoughts of doubt. And if God doesn't exist, how could angels? My friends, believe in miracles and you will see the hand of God and the presence of his spiritual agents. Just as my copper angel reminds me of the love expressed by a very special child, allow your angels to guide you and understand the miracle of God's love for you. This is a time of year when stress clouds our ability to see the sweetness of angels in our children's faces, in the acts of kind people and carols celebrating the birth of Jesus. I would encourage you to find quiet moments. Close your eyes and listen for the sound of angel wings. You may even feel an angel's breath whisk across your face 
with a rush of unexpected air. Many years ago, I was in a church where we were thumbing through our Bibles to find a passage. And the pastor remarked that when he heard the pages turn, it probably was the same sound angel wings made. I'll show you. Spiritual beings are truly present. We need their protection now more than ever. After all, it was God and his angels speaking 365 times in the Bible, fear not. That is one freedom from fear for every day of the year. Keep your eyes on the creator and your heart open to his love and peace. Who knows, your main angel may hand deliver a miracle like none other you've ever experienced. My hope for you this holiday season is that you and your family find the true peace which surpasses all human understanding and a heart open to miracles and angels. The last word, I love writing and podcasting on Substack. The feedback keeps me going. Spread the word and hit those subscribe and share buttons at any time. And thank you for the almost 4,000 downloads of my podcast. Today's motivation? Believe in angels with a childlike enthusiasm. And for heaven's sake, don't run faster than your guardian angel. Thanks, everyone.